Game five, ladies and gentlemen. It's game five of the WNBA Finals. Um, also some ALDS and NLDS action. Um, game five action. Just the only week where game five is the best words in sports. This is the pay-to-play podcast. I'm Frank Guy, but I'm joined here with James Edrukowski. Uh, we have an awesome interview today, but we're going to talk uh, WNBA, MLB, football, really everything, uh, markets, obviously. But James, what's a quick rundown on uh, our past week? Yeah, so well, crazy action just in terms of gambling, sports, etc. Um, and talk about uh, homecoming in Columbus. That was also a little bit wild. Um, but I'll say what, you know, we're recording this on Wednesday, October 9th. Two of the Game 5s are happening tonight. Uh, actually, as we're recording, the Braves are actually uh, getting their uh, – to put it lightly, their uh, tushies kicked around by the Cardinals. Uh, so that game's all but over. St. Louis will move on. And later tonight we get the Dodgers and the Nationals. Uh, so by the time you're listening to this, that'll be finished up. Uh, tomorrow, on the other hand, we get Rays, Astros. Well, actually, as you're listening, it'll be Thursday. Um, Astros are playing on home turf, sending Garrett Cole to the mound. Rays are looking to pull off the upset. And then the Connecticut Sun almost blew – well, they did blow a lead in game four. And sure enough, they held off the Washington Mystics Elena Deladon played uh, after the injury where she herniated her disc. She played and did not have a great plus minus. Uh, So that will be an electric uh, WNBA finals winner take all. And so I think it's just going to be a fantastic 36 hours of sports for us. uh, And obviously a great weekend up ahead. Uh, That's all we got in terms of a rundown, but we have a great interview coming out of this episode that you're about to listen to. Uh, Matt Lightman is his name and he is, with the Ball Street app, and we tweeted out uh, a little link about it, but you're going to hear about this app. Um, and, Frank, I don't know. It's, it's just pretty cool. It's a, it's a nice intersection between sports and finance, which is exactly what we're trying to do here with this podcast. Yeah, it's like he, like, decided to make a cooler idea than our, our sports finance combination with this uh, Ball Street app. Um, basically, it's free to play right now. Um, you download it. You you automatically start with like a hundred shares of each team at the beginning of a game guys. Um, and then you can uh, basically trade your shares up and down on each team as like the momentum changes in the game uh, and the winning team's shares become a hundred dollars at the end. So you got to make sure you're on the winning team at the end, but we'll uh, go right to that interview now with Matt Laitman. We're hoping we pronouncing it right. Uh, we really don't know. This is our first time meeting him, but uh, really excited to have him on the show. Let's get into the interview. Now we're welcoming our guest, Matt Whiteman, the head of business development for the Ball Street app. And Matt, it's a pleasure to have the Pay to Play podcast, uh, a a guy that we don't quite know. And it's kind of interesting uh, to get a little bit of a new perspective uh, from a guy that knows And we've kind of played around with it a little bit. So first and foremost, Matt, you want to introduce yourself. And did I get your name right? That's the biggest thing. Frank and I had a little side bet beforehand. Wasn't sure. Uh. Some people mispronounce my last name. God knows why. It's Edukowski, but yours just, I can't, I can't, I look at it. I, I can't get it. Uh, yeah, it's Lightman. It's uh, German Jewish. Don't overthink it. Man of light. Don't overthink it. Uh, I like it. So yeah, man, how's it, uh, you go. How's it going? Where are you living not right now? Uh, I live in Las Vegas. I graduated from Ohio State in May 2018, finance degree, Fisher College of Business. Um, I know you guys are Ohio boys. You guys go to Ohio State? Yeah, or? we we are uh, Fisher College business finance grads as well. Well, finance. You're qu- yeah, business finance, as they like to say. That. Yeah, that's actually how – oh, my God, that's so true. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, Matt. Yeah, how's it going? I really enjoyed my four years there. Um, I, I moved out to Las Vegas uh, about three months after graduation. I had lined up a job as a sports trader. Um And then about a year after that, I found this app that was still like um, relatively new, not a ton of users, um, but just seemed like a really cool concept. And I felt like I needed to get involved. So reached out to them, um, kind of pitched myself and kind of annoyed them until they finally gave me a job. There we go. And so this app is called the Ball Street app. Uh, For everyone wondering, go download it right now. Don't even worry about what it is. We're going to get into that. But yeah, Matt, what is what is the Ball Street app? It's like sports trading. Um, it's kind of right up our alley as a podcast and for our listeners who uh, like to uh, gamble a little bit. Yeah, 
Uh, it's uh, kind of like the, the perfect intersection between sports and finance. It's a free-to-play prediction market. Um, they can be used for any live event, uh, namely sports uh, is the majority. But we had uh, markets for Game of Thrones final season. Uh, oh, that's sweet. We, we could do like stuff like The Bachelor. Like it's, it's not limited to sports, but its best application, in my personal opinion, is for sports. Um, the way it works is that two teams – We'll, we'll just use the Dodgers game, for example, tonight, because that's – I guess this is going to post tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Just sit, okay. talk about that one. Okay. Uh, so the Dodgers game tonight, uh, part of my job is the pricing of the two teams. Uh, so you've got two teams that are playing. you got the Nationals and the Dodgers. They're priced at um, in between 0 and $100, and you're given 100 shares of each team and $2,000 of uh, virtual currency in the bank. Uh, from there, at the end of the game, the winning team shares are worth $100, and losing team shares are worth nothing. So you buy and sell the momentum swing of the game to build profit throughout the game. And at the end of the game, the top 20% of profits win the real money prize. Okay, so so that makes a lot of sense. But you, So you kind of need to be on the winning team at the end. Yeah, so the end goal, like I, I try to tell people, is like you want to have as many shares as possible of the winning team at the end of the game. But you're not going to be able to do that by just going all in on a team at the beginning of the game. Because if you were to go try to do that right now, you'd probably end up with like 170, 180 shares of the winning team. But if you were to trade back and forth and uh, say the Nationals go up two runs early, they spike up to $65 a share, and then the Dodgers come back and you've bought Dodger shares at the bottom, uh, you can really build up your profit through um, buying and selling of these momentum swings. Uh, it, go ahead. Yeah. So, and it's, it's free, it's free to play, but you can ruin real money. I think that's something that's key for our listeners who might have some gambling issues. Uh, you're not, yes. you're not risking any capital uh, when you're playing this. No, it's completely free. Um, completely free. It's, it's small prizes right now, but um uh, we are actively negotiating branding and sponsorship deals that will significantly increase the prize money. So you could be looking at winning ten dollars, twenty dollars per contest, just completely free. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. What's what's uh what's what's yeah. the long term vision? Uh, long term vision. Our our stated goal um, is to we want to have more people playing on the um, on the app for the Super Bowl than actual people in the in the stadium. So if we could have sixty thousand people playing on the app. Um, in February, that'd be that'd be awesome. Um, my vision is that people quit their jobs to make this a career, because once you get <laughs> once you get through um, the the free to play angle, and maybe eventually we're able to start like having entry fees: ten dollars wins fifty dollars, hundred dollars wins five hundred dollars. Kind of the sky's the limit when it comes to that. Uh, it starts to become like a serious way for people to make money. Uh, that is that's a very interesting way to think of it. Like, kind of entice people with the free to play um, at this point, and get them to the point where, hey, this is actually pretty awesome. Maybe I would be willing to risk some capital here and there. Similar to the way you you might do that in say like a FanDuel or a DraftKings. Like, okay, it's this short attention span. I want to focus on one game, um, but you can kind of have effort and attention for just that span, and then uh, get what you. Get your winnings right, right then and there. Yeah, exactly. Like each market is completely independent. You're not locked in for a season like like fantasy football. Um, so we kind of have drawn from that element of daily fantasy sports. Uh, but I think we'll always have the free to play model, just because it, it applies to everybody, and it'll always be like kind of our, our yeah. bread and butter, so to speak. And it's just it's so easy for people just to jump on because it's no risk, no consideration. There's definitely a significant learning curve to when you first start playing the game and try to figure out what the fuck is going on. What are these prices? What do these lines mean? What is, what is this money? Um, I think that's lost on a lot of people when they first start. But the more you play, the more, the more you start to pick up on the nuance of the game. Um, because there's a whole other side to the finance angle of it. Um, our CEO was an uh, investment banker for 15 years at uh, Credit Suisse. So when me and him talk about these markets, he's always talking about it from a trading perspective, support, resistance, um, market <laughs> theory. And I'm, I'm like, well, fuck, Walker Buehler is going to go out and dominate for five innings. And then uh, I don't know if I trust Joe Kelly and the Dodgers bullpen. So that's when I'll start buying uh, Washington <laughs> shares. So it's, like it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. We have this juxtaposition of, of strategy and 
Um, there are certainly times when he's right, certainly times when I'm right, and I'm at the bottom of the leaderboard and he's in first place. Um, but it's it's pretty cool that I'm able to bring this fresh gambling sports angle to it because there's a lot of people who are going to jump on this app are going to be thinking about it from there. But we definitely have like a bunch of different communities of players already so far, a bunch of different factions. You've got the the hardcore day traders. Uh, you've got the daily fantasy sports nuts. You've got the the, the degenerate gamblers. Um, and everybody yeah, crypt, plays crypt, kind of the crypto crypto people. Yeah, the crypto traders. Those guys. Um, oh yeah, that's that's so, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so so everybody kind of plays their own style, and it kind of works for different people. Uh, what what works for some person doesn't work for another. Uh, it, it's really fun to watch, and eventually when we explode, and we have a ton of people in these markets. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, it seems like you're getting in at the right time. How big's the uh, the team right now over at Bush uh, Five. Five. I was the fifth person to join. Nice. That's pretty cool. All right, man. Yeah. Well, let's. I think that's hopefully a good uh, overview of what Ball Street is. Um, I don't know if you want to add anything else uh, for the listeners before we start asking you some other gambling and sports questions. Uh, any questions about Ball Street? They can find me on Twitter at Ball Street Matt. Um, we're on uh, our website is BallStreetTrading.com. Uh, any social media platform is at Ball Street App. Um, since we're so new in this space right now, um, basically any feedback that we can get whatsoever on the app. So anybody goes on, even if they hate it, I want them to tell me why they hate it and what's confusing to them. So all of that is always greatly appreciated. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, you brought up earlier that um, you went over to Vegas right out of college. Um, and then you said you were a sports trader, but I kind of read your bio and it said you were kind of like a live, like a live line betting game manager. Yeah. Which James and I love our live lines. Yes. So what was, what was that like? It was a lot of fun. There was also a learning curve with that getting uh, to Vegas, this wide eyed 22 year old kid uh, thinks he's king of everything. And everyone's like, all right, sit down kid time to learn. Um, <laughs> what a lot of people don't realize about sports gambling is that it's just a big efficient market. You know, you've got um, hundreds of books, less than that in Vegas, but hundreds of books everywhere who all have their own individual line for the game. You look at a, the Giants Patriots game tomorrow night, there's six teams on the board, 16 and a half are on the board, 17 earlier today. And everyone kind of just moves to their own action. And it's all, everyone is handling their risk um, individually. So when someone asks me, oh, what's the line on the game? I'm like, okay, well, what side do you want? Because you can get a different line anywhere in town. Um, so the company I worked for, Don Best Sports, we managed our own lines for about 20 different clients around the world. Only a couple of them were domestic in the United States. Um, we had clients from four different continents. Um, so in terms of like risk managing and, and managing their risk for them, we've got a bunch of different, we're getting pulled in different directions all the time. Like, hey, we just took a huge bet on this and a different client will hit us up. Hey, we just took a big bet on the other side. So it was a really good experience learning how to juggle risk for multiple people at the same time. And so were you adjusting the line at all, like yourself for Don Best? Yeah. So we, yeah, for Don Best, we had um, pre our pregame lines, which was like kind of a team effort. Like it kind of just moved with the market. Um, But then once the game goes live, that 100 people who have lines out kind of shrinks to like 10. Uh, who like offer like real legit live lines and the people who are respected in that space falls to like four or five and we were one of them so when the game goes live that's like where my job would really start Um, I would have one to two games a night depending on um, depending on the day depending on the time of year right Um, during like a Saturday in November right you've got college basketball college football Um, yeah I guess that's that's basically it but it's it's just it's all day affair so I was solely responsible for lines on whatever games I was assigned that day. So then, yes, I was, I was moving the lines. I was watching the game. I, we had our, our in-play algorithm that was, like, suggesting the lines, but then I would have to keep it, like, within market. We were constantly compared to uh, Bet365 or William Hill. Uh, but I'm seeing the action that's coming in on, for our clients. I'm watching the game. I'm using my mind um, and moving the line as I see fit. That is pretty, that's pretty like, unique. I guess from my perspective, I think of it, I, I guess I'm one of the uh, consumers or a guy that, you know, I'm tossing back a couple beers during the game and 
Uh, you're almost trying to manipulate my mind a little bit to a, de- to a degree. It, it, I'm not, it, and the alcohol is doing a little bit of a bit number on that too, I suppose. But um, was that ever something that you took into consideration? Just like, oh, you yeah, know, how, <laughs> I mean, it's, time, also, uh, it's also that's like our job. Very, yeah. yeah, it's also very similar to Ball Street, though, that like basically it, like Ball Street is all in game trading. Mm-hmm. It's all live lines that you're basically trading on. So it's pretty cool. But James, what's what's our next question? Yeah, I was going to say, so you took that background. You're now in a space where you're doing basically solely live lines. Um, not that that not that it is possible necessarily, but any tips to uh, beat Vegas in the short term? You know, long term, I, I think uh, it's designed to make you lose. But uh, we love to at least advertise to our listeners that, you know what, you can uh, hey, James, some, James, some short what's your, lo- your lock record is what? I'm, I'm actually, all right, so since we, met, since we started this podcast, we started giving locks every episode. Nice. Uh, and so when I preach it to the preach it to the listeners, I'm actually 22 and nine, uh, but heavily negative outside of that. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm still still riding high on the fact that you know when I when I do my research and I put in a good amount of stuff in a pregame uh, fashion, I'm doing all right. But any ideas to be like me all the time? Like, is that possible? Uh, well, first things first, you always want to shop around for the best number. Uh, that's a luxury that I have in Vegas. There's so many books on the strip that have, have lines available. You always want to make sure that you're taking the best line available to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I met a kid uh, in New York because Ball Street is based in New York City. Uh, the CEO is a Wall Street guy. There are two or one other coder lives in um, on the technical side, lives in Manhattan. The two other technical leads live in New Jersey. Uh, so I was in New York this past weekend, kind of getting to know the team as much as possible. Um, but I met I met somebody just randomly talked about start talking about sports gambling. So like, yeah, I have three bookies. I'm like, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, did Jan or do you know what you're doing? Because he, he's like, yeah, I, I, I'm always shopping around for the best line. I'm like, that's the best place that you can start. You always want to have as many outs as possible. Try to get as many different uh, places to bet as possible. And if you want to. If you're sold on betting a certain side, you always want to make sure that you're getting the best line available to you. Um, and then kind of going back to what James was saying earlier in terms of live betting, think about the guy who's trading, right? Who's, who's doing the job, who's trying to um, get you to bet on a certain side, right? Um, our job was to think about what do people want to bet on? What is the attractive thing to bet on right now? Um, a common one is when a big favorite goes down early in the game, right? Everybody wants to bet the favorite on the comeback. Um, so think about those things and try to bet the opposite side. Um, yeah. a, a good thing that I like to do, one of my favorite live bets is um, when a football game with – be aware of the, of the total. In basketball, football and basketball uh, specifically. Uh, be aware of the total and when – teams get off to a hot scoring start and they kind of scored a blistering pace to start the game. I'll go in and bet the live under and I'll just keep doing that. Even I'll, I'll wait until a certain point and I'll just bet it. And if they score again, I'll bet it again. And if they score, I'll just bet it again. And, and it seems like chasing, but unless it you get, slows like, down bet, a lot. Yeah. Oh, I, gonna, I did it. I did it in the Browns game. Um, on Monday, I took the live over and it was like 55 and the final was 34. Like I just got yeah. crushed. Yeah, I just yeah, figured so always, the, I was hoping the Browns would mount a comeback, which that was obviously yeah. not true. Yeah, that's that's the other side of it. Uh, when it's, when no one scores and you want to bet the over, because sometimes the offenses just aren't there. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not sure uh, which game I I did that for? I think it was the uh, UCF Cincy? UCF Stanford UCF Stanford a couple uh, yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, and they yeah. just scored. They scored thirty-five points in the first quarter, and I just sat there with my phone and just kept live betting the under. And it got as high as like eighty-three, and I think it landed like sixty-two or something like that, or maybe seventy-two. But I, I think I, I went like four out of five on like my live bets. And I do think live betting is a great way to actually beat Vegas at times. But yeah, you do kind of have to have that contrarian view. Like, no, I'm not mm-hmm. going to take the favorite because they're down early. Like, I maybe I want to take the underdog. They're outplaying them. Right, exactly. Maybe, maybe, maybe the underdog has identified a weakness in the favorite, and the favorite was overvalued yeah. to begin with. Um, yeah, I'll, always think about what is what. What is everybody thinking? What What did I just think? Did I think that's a good bet? Okay, I probably should bet the other way. 
Fade yourself. We love saying that. I like. Yeah, you you, say you got to be able to sometimes. You got you to gotta look yourself in the mirror and be like, this seems like a really good bet. And then you, hopefully you can catch yourself before you make the bet. Be like, wait a minute. Maybe maybe because I think it's a good bet, I should be thinking the other way. That's that's And the way you're talking about this, it almost sounds very similar to an actual trading, like a, a stock trading uh, concept of dollar cost averaging. Yeah. Like, so it's it's essentially it's essentially the same mindset, but um, I guess yeah. in a different in a different uh, platform. Yeah, um, you can use that strategy so, on Wall Street too. Yeah, on Wall Street too. Like yeah, that. it's a good good point. Yeah. All right. So one thing we would talk to you a little bit, Matt, is about maybe the future of sports gambling. But I feel like that's a long, kind of drawn out answer. It's obviously in the state's hands right now, mm-hmm. but it definitely looks like it's moving towards legalization nationwide here sooner than later. So don't I don't need you to get all the way into it, but um, is that kind of what you're you're getting in, like the vibe you're getting? Yeah, that's why I moved to Vegas in the first place. Um, I guess that was I started looking for a job uh, in December, the year before uh, they legalized in in New Jersey. Um, I, I see it as the next gold rush of America, and it's kind of already showing its hand that way. Uh, it is definitely a, a piecemeal mess right now as they try to do state by state. Um, Oh, I guess Ohio had some hearings today about it. Um, but I think, I think as of like a couple of weeks ago, I haven't, I haven't checked up on it in a while since I've switched jobs to more of uh, the free-to-play model, right? Uh, but I think last I saw like 36 states have explored the possibility of legalizing sports gambling. So I, at one point, we're going to get to a, a tipping point where the feds are going to have to be like, all right, we'll, let's just make this simple. And uh, we're going to have widespread legalization. And that could be either good or bad because – there have been states that are just completely fucking it up and some states that are crushing it. Uh, the states with online gambling are crushing it. The states um, who are kowtowing to the leagues and giving integrity fees, they're not going to do so well. Uh, I don't really want to get too into the weeds of, of all of that, but um, I, I think at some point yeah. we will see, I think the wire act will come down and we'll see uh, federal legalization. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Right. No, the people perfect. need it. People mm-hmm. will get what they want eventually. All right, but Matt, let's let's change gears here. Uh, you're an Ohio State grad, just like us. I think you're a friend of Marty Conroy's. I think that's how <laughs> yeah. I, I first followed you. Is Marty said he's been lazy or something? Uh, yeah, Marty's prayers. Marty's a great friend of ours as well. Prayers to Marty. Prayers to Marty. <laughs> um, but what's your what's your Ohio State football thoughts? Um, you think this team's uh, really built for the playoff? Uh, maybe a possible national championship? What do you think? I've got a good feeling about this team. I haven't, I haven't felt this way about an Ohio State football team since 2014. Um, we just look like we we fill all the gaps this year. We, our, our defense is fucking mean. Um, Justin Fields is fantastic. I bet him preseason to win the Heisman at 12-1, to 1, as I'm sure a lot of people did. Um, then the only question really is the offensive line. And um, Michigan State, who's, I guess, the most athletic and most highly talented team, in terms of like star level and stuff like that, that we faced so far this year. Um, Definitely exposed us a little bit in that regard. Um, This doesn't mean that we don't have the talent to back it up and figure it out and get better because we certainly have the talent on the offensive line. It's just a matter of um, what's going to happen when we line up against Bama's defensive line. You know, I I think um, even Wisconsin, even Wisconsin. Yeah. Wisconsin's going to be tough. They're a great defense. Yeah. So that, that'll be a fun matchup. Uh, I think we certainly have the talent. We certainly have the speed. We certainly have the coaching. Um, you know, I, I always say um, just beat Michigan. That, that's a successful year. You beat Michigan. It's a successful I agree. Year. That's true. Uh, that, I, I'm trying not to let myself fall into the trap of getting my expectations too high this year. But, God damn, we're so fun to watch. So I have high hopes for sure. I love it. Yeah, I know the, the hype is high and thus far we've lived up to it. I'm going to be in Ann Arbor. I'm actually pumped. Nice. I'm going to go to the game this year. Um, things are, I think, bright horizons, but you never know. There's always that, you know, we're headed to Northwestern in a couple of weeks. It's that night game in the Big Ten West that has plagued us the years of years of past. Yeah. But, all right, I think we'll, sw- we'll, switch, we'll switch gears again. I, I think things are in a good place for right now. Um, but let's go into the professional, professional football a little bit. Um, NFL season, you got two undefeated teams left, the – Patriots and the 49ers. Uh, just a quick look at your in-season thoughts, maybe towards uh, uh, MVP or Super Bowl champ. I'm, I'm personally on the Christian McCaffrey train. For MVP. Uh, I think it, 
I think so. I, obviously, it's a quarterback-driven award nowadays, but what he's done thus far has been uh, nothing short of ridiculous in my mind. Yeah, so I made um, three bets on NFL MVP to start the season. I bet on Baker Mayfield at 25-1. to 1. Um, Sorry. We, all, we, we have all but ripped up that ticket. <laughs> we, have a, uh, we have a clown card on our corkboard. We have a whole, like, corkboard of bets over here. Like, with all our tickets from the sports books, we have a clown card where we put all of our – Bets that haven't lost yet but are going to lose. We moved him to the clown card yesterday. Um, <laughs> yep, I agree. I I have Jimmy Garoppolo at like eighty to one, um, which I mean they're undefeated, so it's not dead. <laughs> it's not dead. It's not dead, dead. But it's, it's not a clown card. But it's, I'm not feeling great about it. Um, and then Jared Goff, which has been pretty disappointing as well. Um, I mean McCaffrey's great. He's got a ton of touches, but it's. I don't know. If he stays healthy, he's got a shot. I, yeah. I don't want to count him out. I'm not going to count him out. I think it'll probably be Patrick Mahomes again, but <laughs> disappointingly. But Yeah, people are saying Mahomes, Wilson, McCaffrey right now are the top three. Uh, through plenty of t- football left, though, 11 more weeks or 12, whatever. I don't even know where we're at. Yeah, 12 more oh, weeks. Yeah. What, what year is it? I don't know. <laughs> um, can you technically so, – have you ever, like, traded a ticket or, like, sold your ticket that's not complete yet? Like – the Garoppolo I'm, thing, you could probably live yeah. bet Garoppolo for like half those odds. Let's. I'm gonna pull up my Circa app while I answer this question. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got you. I've got like oh shit, I just lost it. I've got like seven apps of sports books. That's where I have all my <laughs> apps. That's. Um, let's see. No, no, I've not. I've not. I have not sold um, a ticket. Um, there's. There is like a, a company called Prop Swap that like tries to do that with like mailing tickets around and stuff like that. I've seen like a couple pop up. Um, the idea of it is nice, but in the yeah. current landscape, I think they're a little bit too early. Um, yeah, I agree. That's when I make a bet like that. It'd be great to to sell off some value. Like, and I, I would definitely bet differently. Like on NBA futures, I would definitely bet differently on, on teams that I don't really think have a chance to win, but could appreciate in value, you know? Yeah. Um, I fell in love with the Nets last year. I bet them to win the uh, the East at 200 to one because I thought they were going to beat Philly in that series and then try to hedge accordingly. Um, yeah. Or maybe even or maybe even sell it on prop swap. I, but they didn't get to that point. They got beaten five games. They won game one, but. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but the, yeah. Um, but I think there is certainly an application for that. Um, I think that'd be pretty cool to do. Um, Who's your Super Bowl champ? I, it's a pick. It's know. random. No one knows. Yeah, I, yeah. The, the Patriots sue me, right? Like, yep. <laughs> I, I, I've hated Tom Brady for as long as anybody else who has a favorite team in the AFC. Uh, probably about. Three or four years ago, I just gave up on hating him and started appreciating him. I'm not saying I'm a Patriots fan, but I kind of enjoy what I'm watching because he's really just a generational talent that we're going to tell our kids and grandkids about, like, what was it like to watch Tom Brady? Uh, it's frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it's, fr- it's frustrating. I- I'm from Houston originally. I'm a Texans fan. They- Tom Brady has knocked the Texans out of the playoffs, I think, three times in the last decade. So I'm just so fucking sick of it. But at the same time, it's just – do you have any faith just, in your boys this year? Um, Texans? Deshaun's looking like an MVP candidate as well lately. Yes. So I've, I've got the odds up. He's 15 to 1 currently. Um, Goff is 100 to 1. So I've lost value on Goff. Uh, Jimmy G is 35 to 1. So he's the only ticket that's gone anywhere positive for me. But again, yeah. he's not really. He's not really in the conversation unless they probably go 16 and 0. Um, yeah. Or or something ridiculous like that. And he just puts up monster numbers for a full season, and Mahomes yeah. and Wilson get hurt in the same car accident. You know, like it's just <laughs> I don't root for injuries. I'm putting that out there. I don't root for injuries, but it's just kind just, of it's kind of one of those things. Yeah, just Tom Brady. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't think Tom Brady's winning the MVP either. He's not going to put up the numbers, but I, no, they're they're, they're going to win the division easily. They're going to get a, they're going to get a buy easily. And then they'll have to play whoever wins the wild card round, probably between like the Colts are probably going to win the AFC South after they beat, I don't know, the, I don't, I don't know, the Browns make the wild card and they have to go into Indianapolis and get spanked because the Browns defensive line is too good. And 
Baker's on the run for 60 minutes. And then the Patriots, and then the Patriots beat Jacoby Brissett to go to the AFC championship. Like it's, I've seen this movie before, you know, (laughs) (laughs) until, until uh, Brady and Belichick are gone, who the AFC runs through Foxborough and it'd be great to be contrarian and give you like, Oh yeah, it's the chiefs year. But do you really believe in Andy Reid and Foxborough? I don't. No, nor do I. (laughs) I'd probably hammer the Patriots if I, if I cared about money even a little bit. Yeah. That was actually one of my best live bets last year. Tom Brady with the football down by four points um, with, like, two minutes to go. Uh, I, got plus two, I took plus 220. How could I not? <laughs> How could I not? All right. Yeah, I like that, Matt. So, now here's a question we've asked everyone uh, that's been on our show before. If you could be any athlete, who would it be and why? Oh, man. I'd have to be, like, the best professional golfer. I feel like that'd be the best. All right, I like that. That that's actually probably one of the more popular. Brooks Kepka, yeah, yeah. Dustin I, Johnson, I, Rory. Yeah, just me versus myself. Uh, I am a bit of a golfer myself. I'm not any good, but I think it'd be amazing to be amazing at that sport. Maybe that, or like the best starting pitcher in baseball. Um, okay. Yeah, there's probably Verlander right now. Verlander, aside from yesterday, Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole, <laughs> Garrett Cole tomorrow yeah, night, yeah. and Garrett Cole in the off season. Uh, he's primed for a 200 to $250 million payday. That's all you need for the rest of your life, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good point. A little more yeah, than money. That, but... <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the money, the money is in baseball for sure. So if I could, if I could be Garrett Cole, I think, I, I think I'd probably be Garrett Cole. I like it. Um, all right. I like that. What's, yep. uh, what's something most people, most of your friends even don't know about you. Maybe, you know, you're this uh... Vegas, you're this Vegas hotshot. Uh, I think a lot of people think that I'm a better gambler than I am. <laughs> I'm just as square as everybody else. Uh, I just have, I just know a couple tricks to, to win money here and there, but I mean, I, I don't have any special knowledge of who's going to win tomorrow night or who's going to cover. Um, but that's yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm ambitious as hell, man. Don't, don't, you gotta, you gotta watch out for me. I'm ambitious as hell. <laughs> all right. I like that. That's a great answer. Um, Matt, any, anything else you want to leave us with? I, I know I'm going to start playing Ball Street a little bit more. Um, you know, I obviously have only seen it now for about a week or so, but excited by the idea, excited by the way you guys can grow. Uh, and, uh, Frank, I don't know if you have anything else for Matt, but I, I've enjoyed talking to him and just hearing about the yeah his, his uh, prospects. Yeah, I think uh, what I'm going to say is I will be one of those professional uh uh, whatever players on Ball Street, um, that'll be my full time job in ten years. So let's let's yeah. get it. I'm, I, I got to start practicing now. I'm ahead of the curve. I feel like. Yeah, um, you guys should um, because we we have a plan to like make like highlighted users on the leaderboard. So if you want to go in and make your username like pay to play James, pay to play uh, Frank, once we're able to get that into code and push that out, we'll be able to like kind of flag you guys and um, give you guys shout outs and stuff like that. So um, you can appear in the leaderboard like as your usernames. Uh, if you look on on most leaderboards, you'll see Matt's mom, Matt's dad, Matt's bro. So just like it's fun to do <laughs> to do to do labeling like that. I've got a very supportive family who likes to play Wall Street. Um, but the last thing that I'll say to your to your listeners, I, I appreciate you guys having me on, listening to me rant about sports gambling and Ball Street. Um, I, I would love for you guys to give it a download, give it a try. Uh, tell me what you like about it. Tell me what you don't like about it. Uh, just any feedback at this point is good feedback. Again, even if you hate it, tell me why you hate it so we can try to make it better. Um, thanks, guys. Really appreciate the time. Had a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. All right. Th- much thanks to Matt Lightman for that awesome interview, uh, head of business development at Ball Street App. Uh, make sure you guys download it. Um, I don't think you guys are going to beat me trading. That's all I know. I'm, I'm you know, I'm a crypto trader finance guy sports guy james and i got this podcast i just it seems like the perfect app for me and the way my bookie beat me up last week i could really use some free some free gambling yeah well frank i'll tell you what i think enough tooting your own horn over there let's talk about some sports uh and so like we were saying at the top of the show uh the WNBA comes down to a game five Connecticut Sun defend their home court, and they say, let's run it back one more time in Washington. Um, Mystics will be favored, as they have been uh, since the start of the playoffs. And I'll tell you what, 
I love my odds here. Being five to win ten against you, you have ten to win five against me. All comes down to one game. What else could you ask for? Uh, but unfortunately, our other uh, one-to-one bet uh, was my over-under of batting average in the company softball tournament. Uh, a great start for me, four for four. Things were looking up. I go four for five, then I go five for six, and like, oh, he can't blow it now. Still next the thing money. you know, next thing you know, I get robbed on a line drive up the middle. This, no, oh, he had to be. 35, 40 years old. The guy makes a snag. Um, and next thing you know, I end up five for seven. My team blows it and we don't go to the championship. So we're cut off after three games. Tough with a 14-man lineup uh, to uh, turn turn it around too much. So um, you win that bet. I tried to take tequila shots over the weekend. Uh, had everything but that. Uh, so I paid for our lunch on Sunday while I was very hungover. Yeah, the, James and I, I don't even think we clarified it on the last podcast, but I, I bet him uh, after after I won the bet, I said, all right, my, my rule for you for winning the bet is you have to take a tequila shot at a bar after 1 a.m. Um, totally. I mean, at that point, both nights, Friday, Saturday, James uh, didn't know what bar he was at, probably. Um, <laughs> left, probably didn't have his debit card in his possession anymore for all I know after this, this weekend. You got it back now, though, right? I did get it back. That was huge. Uh, yeah, James fun. did forget the, the tequila, but. He bought me some canes, so probably a better better move. Yep. All right. So, Frank, with that, uh, let's talk about some MLB stuff. No bets between us for a little bit. Uh, we kind of we'll, – we'll get one next week. Um, well, yeah, talk- we got the WNBA tomorrow, baby. ESPN, ESPN 2. Yeah, two we got to finish that up. Yeah, it is ESPN 2, 8 o'clock. Um, so, MLB, um, I just watched on my screen right here as we're recording the Cardinals finished off their de- demolition of the Braves. Uh, by this time tomorrow, you're probably going to be listening – listening to a Dodgers Cardinals NLCS. I think Dodgers take care of business tonight. Then Houston Rays game five. We kind of headline this at the top of the show. Uh, but one thing I do want to tip my cap to Josh Tomlin, uh, just finished a great season with the Atlanta Braves. Uh, he was pitching some meaningful innings there in the postseason. Um, it's going to be a, going to be a fun uh, ALCS too. Uh, Yankees will get the winner of that Houston Rays game. Garrett Cole, like we said in that interview with Matt, Probably the most dominant pitcher in the MLB today. Uh, his start at the beginning of the series, 15 Ks, um, just absolutely filthy. And the guy's throwing like 98, 98 99 miles an hour. Uh, between between Verlander going down the other day, I just it's very hard to beat those guys twice in a row. But yeah. gosh darn it, Kevin Cash and the Rays want to, and they're this close. All bets are off. Game five, anything goes. I mean, if you just watch this Cardinals game, uh, insane. A ten-run first inning uh, just ended the the Braves' chances. The home, the Braves were home, right? They were. They, they on their home turf. The, those fans spent a lot of money on those tickets, and they just had to sit there and take ten runs up the you know what. Unbelievable. Like that is un. Oh, that's so heartbreaking as a Brave. Like I'm not even a bit. I kind of I picked the Cardinals for the series. That is heartbreaking if you're a Braves fan at the game, spending extra hundred, two hundred dollars for a ticket than normal. Not to mention it's a 5 p.m. start Eastern time, so you take the afternoon off work, get down to the ballpark, probably haven't – you're spending big money. Oh, just my heart hurts for them. And the, the mood is just taken out of the arena. <laughs> before uh, before it starts. All right, but yeah, so that's enough. That'll be – going to be exciting. Uh, who do you – so you got Dodgers I'm, and Astros? Uh, Dodgers and Astros, yeah. I did have Braves, um, but – that's okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll take I'll take Astros Nationals. I had a- Nationals in the other one, but right. I had twin I had Twins and the Yankees. I can't believe the Twins have lost. We got to talk about that actually. Twins have lost fifteen straight postseason games. Yeah, it's um, actually tied for the but, longest streak in any professional American sport history. Remarkable. They were kind of frauds. They were kind of frauds. Yeah, and it, it was brought up that the Pistons are on like a fourteen game losing streak. I think themselves. It's current. And they are all attributed to LeBron James. Uh, I think he swept them three times in a row and also beat them twice before. And, like, literally, I think in 08 is when that started, uh, like one of his last years in Cleveland. <laughs> well, those sound like some sad beats for professional teams, but uh, we had some sad beats ourselves this past week. Um, I'll start with mine. Frank, I know you – don't don't start crying on me. So I, I, you watch this game with me, and this one actually just, just about broke my heart. Uh, so I was on the uh, Gardner Minshew – to throw an inter- interception prop. It was like minus 150 against the Panthers. I don't know why I was so against the guy. Like, he's a good player. Like, I'm not doubting. He just thought like, he was going to try to make too many plays. Throw yeah, that's, he, he that's, was. He was trying to make too many plays down the stretch. Yeah, th- so they were down seven, and they were on basically a two-minute drill against the Panthers. And 
Um, he was heaving up Hail Marys. In fact, he did at the last play of the game. And so he was, like, evading the pass rush, throws just a duck up, doesn't even make it past the 10-yard line. Luke Keekley, the, the Panther right there, could, could easily have caught it, gone to the ground, game over. No, he just absolutely swats the ball down and just with authority, no, I don't want that. Don't want that interception. James, there goes, there goes some of your money. That, that, and what makes it worse, a couple plays earlier in the drive, uh, he, Minshew did throw an interception. And it was called back, I think, because the Panthers were offsides on the play. Um, so there's yeah, two it, different heartbreaks within like a three minute span. It was uh, pretty sad for him. It was like uh, you're you're kind of underselling. It. it was like four heartbreaks, James. You had a couple on that drive where they weren't picked off, but like in the <laughs> defender's hands. Like, yeah, remember, yeah. <laughs> I forget which corner. Just the ball was in his lap on his chest, and he didn't catch it. Um, uh, so that's that is pretty sad. Um, I, I can't imagine you threw too much sauce on a minus one fifty line like nah, that. But. You know. It was more than my typical, but yeah. Go ahead, Frank. Um, Yours was pretty sad, too. Uh, I got a quick one with the Browns in the third quarter. I took over nine and a half points in the third quarter, and of course that's the quarter the Browns decided, hey, let's block a San Francisco field goal. Um, so I had over nine and a half. Uh, like, we were already getting killed at that point, so the Browns have to make a good play to ruin a bet for me. Uh, that, that hurt. And then also the Temple back, 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 back door, um, because this just uh, – it was – I, I don't think I talked about it on the pod. I think I talked about it on our live Twitter feed. Um, Temple up 17. Uh, the spread's 12. Uh, ECU, Eastern Carolina, comes down. Um, no, so the, the lights go out in the game. This is what happens. I got to remember this. This, this was last Thursday, so this was a while. This was a week ago, guys. But uh, the lights go out with three minutes left. Temple's got the ball. They're kind of driving. They're past midfield. Um, the lights are off for 20 minutes. They could call the game if the t- coaches agree. It's a three-possession game. Call the game. Are you kidding me? Nope. They, they start doing calisthenics. Uh, ECU gets a stop. Temple's lights were out on offense as they came back. Um, ECU gets a stop, scores a touchdown. Still time left, though. ECU gets an onside kick, guys. Uh, they're trying to make a play. Still down 10, though. They're not going to win. Final play of the game, guy fumbles um, on ECU, and Temple picks it up. And takes it to the house. I'm like, gladdest beat of my entire life. Unbelievable. I can't believe I'm witnessing it. Points are on the scoreboard. Um, you know, you got Pat McAfee going crazy because he knows the line. And he's, he loves talking about it on ESPN. You guys got to watch him tonight, um, Thursday night. I don't even know what game it is on Thursday night tonight. But uh, you got to watch him. He's hilarious with Matt Hasselbeck. Um, but, yeah, what do, you, what do you know? They call it forward progress stopped. You go back to the replay, there was like one whistle blown right before the fumble. Just, just some unbelievable stuff. Points off the board. That's why it's called the back, back, back door. The back, back, back door. That is pretty sad. Uh, we don't have enough. It was so sad that we don't even have time for the glad beats. I'll tell you what. I had a couple, but it's not worth even sharing because the sadness just overshadowed it. Um, yeah. So, actually, on a side note, the uh, Thursday night game, if he's on that, I don't know if he's on Thursday night or Friday night. I feel like it switches up by the week. Thursday night, but the day you're listening to this probably, Syracuse at NC State, right down the street from me. I might as well walk over there. It's about a 15-minute walk. Just start going going crazy, uh, rooting on the Wolfpack. Um, all right, so with that, let's talk, some, uh, let's talk some college football, Frank. We'll toss that in front of the NFL this week. Um, last week, we saw Florida as a home underdog take down Auburn. We saw Michigan in an ugly game with Iowa where uh, the second half was basically uh, – show up and you'll it doesn't matter what you did um in that first half we're not going to score any points in the second half basically that was a shit show of a big it was classic big 10 football to be honest with you but uh michigan won that they they stay a one loss team they legitimately did not score a point in that second half it made no sense we were we were on the first quarter line of over (laughs) under 10 points and it pushes at 10 yeah, I took the over, you took the under, right? Yeah, yeah, we're watching, we're going ahead and back and forth with one another. They stay right at 10. You see three points the rest of the game. Actually, amazing. And those three points came probably three, I think they came three minutes into the second quarter. You got kind of lucky. Iowa was driving. I wish it would have stalled for a little <laughs> early, earlier, but yeah. All right, I just, just had to toss that note out there. And then uh, Ohio and then State also, covers. Yeah. yeah, Buckeyes cover on uh, Columbus uh, alumni weekend, or homecoming weekend. Um, we're the real deal. And because of that, we have a bye week, you know, we, we, we can't, we can't have the Buckeye covering as a savior this week. Um, I I've enjoyed it the past few, uh, but yeah, we are on a bye, but we have some other great, great games this week. We have 
Florida, once again, going to be an underdog, even though they're a top 10 team at LSU. And they're a huge dog to Joe Burrow and the Tigers, uh, minus 13 and a half. James, who do you like uh, in that one, spread-wise or just game-wise? I like Florida to cover 13 and a half. So they are plus 13 and a half. The Gators, I, I just don't see that. I, I don't see a two-touchdown difference between them talent-wise. I just don't. I mean, the game's in Baton Rouge. People are going to be going wild. Uh, but I, I don't know. I think this is the game LSU kind of gets tested a little bit. I, I get Texas was a test, too, especially being on the road. But uh, in-conference matchup, give me, give me the Gators to cover LSU to win by, by a touchdown. Maybe, maybe 10 points, but not, not 14. The over-under is 55-and-a-half. It's kind of interesting because Florida's probably more so defensive than offensive, whereas LSU has been uh, really that uh, unbelievable offense. Joe Burrow, uh, top three in the Heisman still. Um, really one of the best quarterbacks in the country right now. Uh, moving up draft boards, I like LSU, and I'll probably bet LSU to cover because I don't like to bet against my guy Joe. All right, that's fine. A little favoritism never hurt anyone. That's... Never. I mean, it can. It could hurt my bank account. If oh, no, it, no it, it, that was a complete lie. It does hurt a lot of people. Um, and then so Iowa is playing at home against Penn State. They are three-and-a-half-point dogs after their loss to Michigan, and it's, it's a game I will just take the under. I just saw what happened in a close Big Ten game last week. I'll take the under in that. Um, don't even know what it is. Don't really care. Um, and then, of course, Oklahoma-Texas in the Big 12, Frank. Oklahoma 11-point. The over/under in that one, real quick, is forty-one and a half. So I'm going to be on that under. I'm not not thinking. I'm hitting under, and I'm not thinking twice. Dude, I don't know. I might <laughs> take the over. Forty-two and a half. I'd like the under. Forty-one and a half. Six touchdowns is the over, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, Red River rivalry. Oklahoma is minus eleven at home. Uh, not at home. Not... It's at the Cotton Bowl. Oh, it's at the Cotton Bowl. You're right. My bad. Um, versus Texas. I just saw the versus Texas, and I just figured out home, James. I, I got to read. I got to read the next word um, in our little doc here, <laughs> but yeah, Oklahoma minus eleven. Uh, what do you? I, I think I would take Oklahoma, but this is a game I actually just want to watch. I don't, I don't even care to bet on it either team. I want to see what Oklahoma is all about because I know Texas is good offensively. I know they're pretty good, and o- Oklahoma is great offensively. So, what do you think? Yeah, I. Uh, oh, it, it pains me. I'll probably be on. Um, probably be on the horns to cover. Uh, I don't know what it is about big big underdogs this week. I think they're covering. Yeah, that's that's not a terrible idea. Um, but, yeah, those are the big games in college football this week. Um, NFL, uh, we really don't need to run down last week that much. Um, it was a horrible week because the Browns lost by a lot, and they looked like absolute shit. Yeah, Browns dominated by the Niners 31-3. Baker Mayfield had eight completions for 100 yards. Um, there is something seriously wrong with our offense um, right now. And I, I think it's – I still think it's our tempo. I, I saw the stat this week that we uh, – since Freddie has taken over play calling, we have had the least amount of offensive plays. Um, we just, And, like, we have so many, like, false starts or, like, stupid delay of game penalties, have to blow timeout every first half because we can't get lined up. Like, it just seems like Freddie's overwhelmed being head coach and offensive coordinator, and he's just not putting his all into play calling. So do you think we should hand the keys over to Todd Munkin, let him uh, – Call some plays. Uh, I think so. I do think so. It's a lot of a lot of uh, weight on Freddie's shoulders right now. Uh, I mean, he's got the stomach for it, but I don't know if he's got the mind for it just yet. That's not a fat joke. That is just me being honest. Um, and I think, quite frankly, I don't know why in the hell we are favored against Seattle this upcoming we're, we're weekend. We're not. We're not anymore. Oh, nope. thank we, God. We're like plus one and a half right now at home. Okay, that um, that makes me feel better. Yeah, we need a we kind of need a win against Seattle because we will be going to Foxborough after our bye week. Um, after that, and if we start off two and five, I, I would I wouldn't say kiss the playoffs goodbye, but man, they're on their way. They're, the, they're halfway out the door. The door is yeah, the door's closing. Um, the pretty girl you had over, she's she's leaving. Yeah, uh, but hey, we win this week. I'm back on the hype train, hundred uh, <laughs> percent. I hope uh, the line moves more towards Seattle so I can get a nice little money line. Uh, uh, whatever the, what, what I can't think of the word right now. Uh, I don't odds, know either. The money line odds. <laughs> odds. There you go. That it was a simple word. Simple word. I knew it was a simple word. Uh, but yeah. So other than that, the Niners and Pats are the undefeated teams this week. Uh, we have the Pats on Thursday night, uh, hosting the New York Football Giants. Um, and the Pats are minus sixteen and a half. The Pats games are crazy. Like they're always like minus fourteen to seventeen right now. 
but their over unders are forty one to forty three, like or like forty. I think it's forty one right now. What what do you think? What do you think there? Uh, I I will probably be on the Patriots, uh, but I actually I've got a contact. I need to talk to him. Uh, you'll when I know you'll know what we're doing. Um, that the play for that, I'm going to talk to him, see what he's feeling tomorrow around noon. Um, yeah, when we so, know, you'll know. Well, yeah, the, we'll, we'll let it. We'll have some. We'll have some fun tomorrow coming out with tweets. Uh, then I'll just touch on the Carolina game. They're going to London to take on the Buccaneers. Only reason I want to touch on this to toot my own horn. Uh, through five weeks of the NFL, Christian McCaffrey leads the league in rushing. I hold a prop bet for that. Um, it was thirty to one at the start of the year for him to be the lead league leading rusher. Uh, Delvin Cook is hot on his tail though, so I can't really be no reason to celebrate prematurely. But all I know is if if I could use some prop swap like we were talking about with Matt on that interview earlier, I, I still wouldn't do it because McCaffrey's gonna lead the league in rushing. He is a beast. Yeah. Uh... Good for you, and it just means early morning football on Sunday, guys. That game is at nine nine thirty a.m. Baby, nine thirty a.m. If we're not waiting till one p.m., we get nine thirty a.m. all the way until midnight. Um, I'm excited for this Sunday. Um, oh, can't wait. Yeah, I and I, that's gonna be a fun game. I, I like the over, whatever it is. I like the over. Um, they love to put on the fan the show for the Europeans. They, um, they just love it. Are we gonna be on the salami again? Uh, probably going to be on the salami. Just take the over and all the combined uh, game totals on the day, and it's it's a lot of fun. Every touchdown's a good thing. Uh, yeah, we just it was like five, this past weekend. It was like five hundred eighty-three and a half points uh, through. I think it was thirteen games, and we crushed it. And it was kind of surprising because uh, we thought like we would. Uh, luck, the game that saved us was the eighty-five point game between Houston and Atlanta. But yeah, definitely take that. Um, we'll have to see what the line is this week. Maybe it's a week to go the under. I don't know. Uh, probably not. But the probably NFL salami, not. the NFL salami is my new bet. It's awesome, guys. You just bet the total points on Sunday and every game. All right. It's tough well, to add up. It is, tough. it is. Yeah, you you did a number on that. I was too hungover to actually do the math, so that was very <laughs> nice of you to keep me filled in how we were doing. Um, I don't really care about Chargers, Pittsburgh, or Detroit, Green Bay. Those are Sunday and Monday night games. Frank, if you do care, you could comment we'll, on them. We'll I'll give, give you we'll ten give seconds. Some, we'll give our pay to play betting info on those uh, when they come. All right, perfect. So speaking of pay-to-play betting info, we have a couple locks, though, that we do know. We've already had this figured out. Uh, we've, done, we've run the numbers. We are uh, ready to hammer in uh, further on Locktober. Give me the Wake Forest, Demon Deacons. We're playing in Winston-Salem. They're welcoming the Louisville Cardinals. Minus 6.5, Wake Forest. Let's go. Set up 7 o'clock Saturday, just, just for reference. I'll remind everyone that morning. Is Wake Forest still undefeated? They are, 5-0. and oh. They are now ranked in the top 25. This is actually an area that I usually love to fade teams. Like, oh, this team wildly undefeated. They're finally in the top 25. This is usually a great time to go take that underdog and say, all right, at least give me their spread, if not the money line, because Wake Forest doesn't really deserve to be ranked, like, at this point in the season. But I'm telling you, I've watched them play a couple times. Athletic team, man. Athletic team. And I've seen Louisville play, too. Uh, just the eye test is doing enough for me here. But I have also looked into uh, – some trends, and I think the uh, Demon Deacons at home have a chance. BB&T Stadium, it's going to be rocking Saturday night. Yeah, I am going to – I like it. Um, I like it. I haven't really watched Wake play, but I, James, you're 22-9 and nine on your locks. It's Locktober. And if I don't tell you, I don't know what I'm doing. I just – so I have to tell you there. Um, I'm 16-14-1, though, guys. So technically you'd be making money if you bet with me too, and I am taking – some action, Kent State Golden Flashes, minus 14 and a half points over the Akron Zips. Um, Akron is a terrible football team. Uh, they got beat by UMass, who was trying to beat themselves, uh, as I mentioned on a previous podcast. Um, and Kent State uh, is actually a pretty good team. They, dominate, they got dominated last week by uh, Wisconsin, which obviously you would expect. Um, just different, different leagues. But uh, the week before, they beat Bowling Green by 42 points. Um, Akron just can't score the football, can't do anything. Kent can against bad teams. So I think Kent's going to run them out of the water. All right. Hey, I'm all for a little Ohio v. Ohio matchup. I, there's not much distance that separates those two schools. I don't know mileage-wise, yeah. but. I will say Akron's coming off a bye. Um, they've had the week off, but and Kent's coming off a bad loss. Uh, so so I, I still like the flashes to get up in like by 28 in this game. Well, you know what that does for Akron? That gives them more time to dwell on that bye and just get sadder about how bad they are. 
So I, I think that buy actually works against them. Um, and yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you on Kent State. Alrighty. Um, final thing we want to talk about sports wise, guys, is that we will be doing a fan gamble giveaway. I think we're let's just tweet it uh, tomorrow, James. Later in the afternoon, we will give something. people more time to retweet it. AK, yeah, yeah. We we keep forgetting, and it, when it's because it's Friday, it's the weekend. We just forget. Um, we got to do it Thursday, uh, and we'll announce the winner Friday or something. But let's move into some uh, market talk, um, James. We don't. Uh, we. I don't. What do we got? We got a lot going on in the market. We um, do. Well, let's start with China there's, there's, for a there's couple different much, things. There's just too much to talk about. Yeah, there, there is. Let's start with China and a couple different notes. Um, so, like Steve Kerr and his response when asked about the China uh, Daryl Moore, that that whole situation between the Rockets and China, he's like, I just don't know. It's a, it's a lot of uh, ruckus. That's kind of the same take I have. Like I don't want to talk about it. Um, I do. I don't. I know you do, but did you see uh, Donald Trump come out and just say Steve Kerr, Greg Popovich? Uh, you know these guys look like little boys. Like they're they're scared. Oh, like Trump has responded. I have not. Oh seen yeah, him. he called out Kerr and Popovich. He looked like a little baby, like scared to whatever proclaim his love for the. It was actually remarkable. And Steve Kerr's probably one of the more educated Americans, I would imagine. Um, so the fact that he declined the comment just means like there's another mess coming. So we can talk about it a little bit, Frank and. Uh, your thoughts on it overall well it's just interesting how like the nba now is going to spill over into like the trade war and it's basically it's a human rights thing uh daryl Morey, the houston rockets gm i want to say uh tweeted something governor. about governor, governor i believe oh well, is it the that, governor or is it just gm am i being oh, an idiot owner and gm are separate or, or is he both governor and gm are they separate they're different but i just <laughs> didn't i don't know which one daryl Morey is daryl Morey, important guy with the rockets one of the higher-ups um, tweeted that he is uh, supporting the protesters in Hong Kong, which hell yeah, everyone has a right to protest, especially under a communist freaking regime that's trying to take away their freedoms. Hong Kong um, is a separate state from China, and China's like, nope, no, you're not. You're, you're right here with us. Um, and so a lot of Hong Kong people are protesting. It's a whole mess. And uh, then the NBA kind of was like, well, we don't support Daryl Morey's comments. And then they went back on that um, because everyone's like, wait, so you support a communist regime uh, censoring their people? Um, and now China's like banning the NBA, uh, banning Rockets gear, and um, people are worried. I, I can't wait for LeBron to respond. I, I don't think he has yet. I'm not sure. Um, or oh, he, might hide. He might, hide because, he might hide because his sneakers get made for super cheap over there, and he makes a lot more profit um, from that. So it'll be interesting. Uh, no, it, it certainly will. So I'll call out my own ignorance. He is, he is just the GM. I thought he was governor. I just really wanted to say the term governor because it's no longer an owner. But, um, no, it certainly is not a pretty situation at all. In fact, South Park coming on a little bit later tonight. I went, oh. so it, like, that's did you another see their response? Yeah, did you yeah, see Yeah, it response? was uh, South Park. Those guys are geniuses. They are, they are comedy gold at its finest. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it's just that, and it's the main thing going on with the stock market right now. Literally every day, all I see is uh, China trade talks getting worse, getting better. Um, I think there's something, James, you have here about uh, that the U.S. blacklisted some Chinese tech companies. You want to talk about that? They did. Um, so yeah, things are not great. They had some uh, discussions um, expected to take place in Washington at the end of this week, Thursday, Friday. Um, but there was actually a newspaper in China. So it's like the Global Times. It's a Communist Party run newspaper uh, but they basically emphasize low expectations so there's not much optimism on the u.s side nor on the chinese side for um this this week uh, mutual distrust is growing allegedly so things are not uh in a good place and you've kind of seen that in yeah. the stock market lately uh things yeah, have kind I'll, of dropped off Go it's ahead. kind of interesting like mon monday and tuesday this week uh the market was down all on china news um you know the blacklisting um basically the trade wars falling apart a little bit um, Daryl Morey's just tweeting things, um, different things like that. But uh, today, actually, they're saying uh, the market responded positively, actually. And that's because they're saying there could be a partial trade deal in place uh, for things that the U.S. and China do agree on. So, you know, the, I, don't, I, I don't know. Um, it's it's a you know, it's some murky waters right now. Um, so we're, we're just in a very weird time internationally. We have, you know, we have low interest rates like we've never seen before. Growth is slowing around the world. Um, Europe is struggling. The Eurozone, not doing great. Uh, listening to a podcast this week with some economist, uh, he thinks there would not be a Europe, a Euro, like the currency, uh, within like 15 years. He thinks the currency will just, uh, kind of 
just get screwed. Wow. He did, is... he did say – they did say the U.S. Um, kind of has, like, the best house in a bad neighborhood uh, as it comes to uh, central bank uh, interest rates and how the central banks have been handling it. Um, so it's interesting. So the U.S. dollar is a strong hold right now um, compared to some other currencies around the world. Um, and that's why the U.S. markets have outperformed for the past few years. But, yeah, it, we're in a very interesting time. We could we could be in for a tough recession or we could, uh, you know, see uh, some – you know, maybe a China-U.S. trade deal that could really spur markets 10 to 20 percent the next year. Uh, you, you couldn't have put it better. It's going to be a polarizing situation. And I actually we, we just mentioned what South Park uh, did. But let me actually read the quote from him because I think it summarizes the uh, rocket situation and like the, the trade situation all, all pretty well. Yeah. And after this, what? guys, we'll, we'll end the episode with some other stuff. Uh, we'll get past markets. Absolutely. So like the NBA, we welcome the Chinese censors into our homes and into our hearts. We, too, love money more than freedom and democracy. And that was tweeted out by Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Literally geniuses. That is just oh, too good to be true. And you know what, Frank? We love money, too. That's why we're, that's why we're gambling. That's why we're making money on our locks. And uh, right now, stock market just, isn't making us money. So I've been, I've been up in my uh, unit size a little bit in the, in the gambling world. <laughs> um, do you think the Chinese are going to come after us for our, our comments on this podcast? I had, you know, I don't know if we have quite made it over there yet, but I feel like we should watch ourselves or, you know, they're going to block, they're going to block pay to play in China too. Um, they already blocked South Park. They're, they already blocked the NBA. What's next? Us. I think we are like within the crosshairs. Yeah. In China, I would not be able to do this podcast. Um, and that's just, that's, that's the truth. I, I couldn't speak my mind. All, I probably could. I don't know. I, but it's just, they have like facials recognition there on their citizens. They have social credit scores of how, if you're a good person or bad person, it could, hurt your wait time for a train or for something. It's crazy. It's a crazy country. Um, communism, uh, it doesn't work. Um, capitalism all the way. Uh, let's, let's move on though, James, what, uh, what do you got going on uh, this week uh, in the post-grad plan world? Post-grad you said earlier, you said earlier in the interview, you don't have much going on or was that uh, after? Uh, no, I, believe it, was it after. or not, it was after, but believe it or not, I really do not have much going on. That is, that is the truth. Um, I'm going to be going to the Columbus blue jackets, um, Carolina Hurricanes game on Saturday night. That is the only thing I've got going on. Uh, and then obviously the full day of Sunday football, uh, starting with the London game. But yeah, so the Blue Jackets come into town. I'm going to be repping my CBJ gear uh, in Raleigh here. I'm kind of excited for it. Um, probably going to throw the load on the Hurricanes as they are still undefeated. And the Blue Jackets lost Everton free agency. So no matter the price, I will be betting on that. Um, beyond that, I mean, all bets are off. Um, might be Drunk as a skunk on Friday night. Who who really knows? <laughs> you think you think a skunk ever got into like a nice bottle of liquor that was like left and just really got oh like absolutely got, had, got loose. Frank, the 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 world's existed for I don't know several hundred thousand years or whatever. Billions. The universe was created about like billions of years ago. Skunks but, have been around for several hundred thousand, maybe. Yeah, maybe and they, yeah. they you're telling me they haven't found a bottle of liquor? Give me a break. Give me, give well, me how it. long is – yeah, I don't know how long liquor has been around, though. That's we got to keep going down the line here. Yeah, um, all right. We took a class on that, but kind of went – came and went. Okay, but the other thing in sports that I want to talk about is what I got going on this week, and that is the Holy War. Um, St. Edward, St. Ignatius football, always a classic. They moved it up this year because uh, last year the Eds uh, and Ignatius played week 10 and then week one of the playoffs, week 11. Uh, they went back to back, uh, and they didn't want to do that again because Ed's won in the playoffs after losing in the regular season. Um, Ed's just knows when to win it when it counts. The Eagles are five and one. Uh, tough loss to Menor week one that I was at. Ben Gothier getting it done, and then he went back and beat Ignatius the next week. Uh, pretty impressive. But it, the Wildcats are three and three. They kind of need a win, James. You guys think you have a chance here? I hear the Eagles are are looking tough. Yeah, I I think there's always a chance, Frank. It's any given Friday, any given Saturday in the high school world. Um, and so I think that's kind of what it is. And I'm not saying that the Wildcats are huge underdogs. I just haven't followed quite as enough, right? as, as much as I have in years past. But I know they've got a couple stud athletes that, you know, any team would struggle to contain. Um, so I, I think there's always a chance. Um, I'm excited for it. I'll, I will be following along um, on Saturday. But obviously, being a hockey fan now, it's tough being post-grad uh, not only high school, but also college. Uh, you got to look back and people, people say close the yearbook sometimes and Never. gosh darn it. I, mine's taped open. I, I have it hung on my wall. It's actually, it's stuck right there. So I, if you're asking me if I care, God damn it. Yeah, I care. But I, I should not use yeah. the Lord's name in vain. It goes against everything we learned in high school. 
Draymond Jones signed my yearbook, guys. That's like I have to hang that on the wall. Are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> I'm messing around. Uh, what else was I going to say? Uh, you were saying any given Friday, any given Saturday. I, I was just thinking um, if you have not seen the Al Pacino any given Sunday speech um, when he gives a speech in that movie, uh, inch by inch, yeah. you have you have to go watch that right now after this podcast. Uh, but before that, uh, listen to our song of the week, which is uh, C-Sections and Railway Vessels by the Avid Brothers. The Avid Brothers. Avid Brothers. You got is it. Is the correct pronunciation. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've, Minard first put me onto them. I'll, I'll shout out Ben Minard, uh, who might not be gambling this week, he said, actually. Um, but uh, I'll shout him out. He, he's doubtful. He, he's, he was doubtful. We gotta, we're going to have to get uh, an answer from him if he's doubtful. But he introduced me to the Avid Bros. Uh, probably like fourth grade, like a long time ago. Um, so shout out Ben, but this song is from their new album, James. When did it just came out, right? On Friday, yeah. And so I actually screwed up. I put the wrong name in there. It's actually Trestles um, instead of Vessels, but they like literally rhyme like a shit ton of times in that in that song. So like they, they say Vessels, they say Trestles. I don't even know what the heck they're talking about, but it's really catchy. Uh, but these guys are actually like really down to earth dudes. They're actually from North Carolina, and they have put out. Uh, they're just, I, I think we've mentioned them before on our pod with a different song of the week. Yeah. Listen um, to the whole album. Honestly, it's a, I listen to it start to finish. It goes from like a hard rock song. And then the last song is like a very soft and slow. It's a very interesting, uh, album that how it progresses. And it makes you think a lot about, uh, the U S your, your role in life, just different things, politics, um, just, you know, just totally a lot of different things in the music and it's really great music. Yeah. You couldn't have put it much better, Frank. And a quick shout out, said beat uh, for anyone that bet on a Jock Peterson home run tonight. Uh, he let off let off the bottom of the first for the Dodgers. Uh, it looked like a home run. They ruled it one on the field. It actually got into the bullpen through a screen door, um, and so they made him come back out to second base. Uh, I know we were on a Jock Peterson home run the other night, uh, but then Max Monks, Muncie was batting second. And he just put the Dodgers up two zero. So with that, I think good time to. Uh, and the podcast, we got to get onto the Ball Street app ourselves and yeah, start, no, I, start buying I started, the dips. I started buying the Nationals before the game, so I guess I just got to double down on that strategy. Hope they come back. <laughs> All right, with that, go down, lead, download Ball Street, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Can't wait. Uh, go Cats. Go Eagles.